I'm always number one in the hearts and minds of our listeners. Is it because you embody the achieve the day mentality that we strive for around here? A hundred percent. Jake, I achieve every day. What the fuck does that even mean? Back to the Bad Gamecast, this is Jake. This is Jason. And this week, we played The Quiet Man. The Quiet Man. He's quiet. so quiet. So now we're going to talk like this the rest of the time. And then I'm going to have an edit, and it's going to be fucking garbage. Okay, no, I'm done with that. Yeah, I don't want to ASMR the whole thing. Anyway, The Quiet Man is a... Hang on, I gotta find the right words. A video game-like experience? Yeah. More of like an interactive movie? Yeah, like, it, it's not a video game. Like, hard, when people think video game, I would be hard-pressed to describe The Quiet Man as a video game. Well, there are forced gameplay sections where it's yeah. a shitty beat-em-up. As a video game, it's trash. Out the gate. It's a terrible video game. Because there's just a few strung-together bad beat-em-up sections. So what they're <laughs> trying to achieve is this, like immersive storytelling thing jesus is that what they're going for that is what they're going for i don't know how you could say immersive and then keep a straight face with that because that's that's what they're going for that's why they did it the way they did Uh, well can let me do this bullshit uh the quiet man released november 2018 developed by human head studios uh they also did prey and bioshock infinite or worked on anyway because i had to look that up because like i knew i heard of them but i couldn't think Mm. of where okay and produced by Square Enix. What? Square Enix doesn't make bad games, Jake. We've only reviewed five of their games for the podcast. Yeah, only five of the 700,000 games that they have, not including the titles that they now own from... Sorry, I meant six. Maybe more. Anyway, released on Windows and PS4. Other games released in 2018, which we've covered in other ones, but here's some different games. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Forza Horizon 4, and Battlefield 5. Great. Good talk. Should I just go through my story of this game? Yeah, because yours is infinitely more interesting. Uh, mine is certainly a whole thing. So, to, to put you all in the mood, you play this game as Edgelord. And from now on, I am going to be calling him that. He is your main character. He's an Edgelord. Yeah, well, in your mind, picture what an edgelord looks like, and then make him blonde. Yeah. Nailed it. And edgelord happens to be deaf. Inclusiveness, I guess. Anyway, to give you the full experience of being deaf, there is almost no audio. Now, I say almost, because, like, the opening cinematic is just a straight-up, like, movie. Full audio and everything. Yep. And then they basically have you jump into his mind. They kill audio that's not, like, footsteps or weird, like, punching triggers. And it's always this kind of, like, low rumble. Yeah, there's no, like, environmental audio cues. That's all out. And there's no dialogue. There's no dialogue. Instead, when somebody talks, you get this, like, plinky sort of piano. Which I, I want to say I kind of dug. Not throughout the whole game. I, I will say up front, because I'm struggling with words here, there's a lot of things in this game that like I like on paper. Like, what they were going for, I appreciated. I didn't. It, it's the, the, the execution is 
Oh, flawed is not the right word. Fucked is more appropriate. Yeah, no, fucked feels right. So they tell you a story. By tell you a story, I mean they have you play through a story without any dialogue or explanations as to anything that's going on. And I can't remember. At some point, there's some, like, thing where they say, you know, it help lets the player, you know, decipher the clues about what's going on and to figure out the story. So, like, it's... I don't know if it's supposed to be intended as some, like, drama? Because that's what happens in the game. Mystery for the player, because you don't know what's happening in the game. Yeah. Which is... I'm a, we're going to talk about this real quick. It's bad. Like, separating your player from their character and from the actual actions of the game is bad. At no point did I ever really feel like I was this character or even wanted to control the character because I didn't know what was going on. And he clearly did. Because people would sign at him or mouth to him and he would read their lips, but they wouldn't give you subtitles for that. So he would respond and then go do something. And I'm like, I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. That is what killed me playing this game. When somebody would sign at him, and he can clearly understand it, you get no subtitles, you get nothing. How am I supposed to feel like I'm controlling this character? When I, It's not even that I don't know what's going on. It's like, when the character can understand something, but the information is purposefully omitted from the player. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. It keeps the player in the dark, which causes a massive disconnect, which is a huge issue with this game, beyond the other things. So, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to weave you a tale. A tale as old as time. That is not at all the story they told, but is the story I concocted while I was playing this game that loosely fits what was happening in the game. Because I can. Well, that's what they wanted you to do. Opening scene. We are in... Uh, New York City, I believe, technically. I was pretty sure it was New York, yeah. We swoop in, and we come up along Edgelord, and Edgelord's walking down the street, and he buys a Euro from a street vendor. Now, the worst part about this game is he doesn't eat that Euro, and uh, I'm done with him as a character now. Because he doesn't eat the Euro? Yeah. Is that what it was? Because, like, I knew he got something out of a cart. I have to assume. I don't know, some dude was selling something out of a cart on the street. Like, I thought it was a hot dog, but it's... Street cart food, it could be anything. Yeah. Well, I assume assume it's Euros, and street Euros is what I want right now. Yeah, but, like, street Euros fucking always sound good. Yeah. So, Man, where can we get street Euros? <laughs> well, you used to be able to get them on campus. That's what I did in college. Hmm. Mm, street Euros. I don't know if they're still there or not. Anyway, back to this thread of a story. Secretly, the street Euro vendor is giving you intel on the whereabouts of a place... Right, so you go there, and there's two guys, headband dude and other dude. And you walk up, and they're like, hey, man, back the fuck up. And then the street toughs are like, you heard me, essay. <laughs> yeah, they're like caricatures of Mexican gangsters. And so you beat them up with your magic-like ninja powers, basically. You beat them up, and you drop the euro on one of the dude's face as you... Uh, teleport into a new location. Oh. <clears throat> this is something that glaringly becomes an issue many times, is that the game just moves you from location to location without any sort of transition. Okay. Okay. All right. I want to talk about this. Because if you're watching a movie, you're sitting down to watch a movie, and you see your character come up to a door, and then suddenly they're inside, your brain will piece together that they're in that building, which is great for a movie. When you're playing a video game where you can control the character... And, like, 
you don't make you don't make the uh, the move yourself. You don't do it. It takes away the control, and instead you're just like boom, boom. It's super jarring and confusing, and like the the entire time through this building here, every time you go from room to room, there's like he grabs a door and then suddenly he's in the middle of a new room. Yeah, entering the building is actually the worst because it plays that cutscene of you dropping the euro on that dude's face. And then it immediately cuts to you being inside. At no point does it even show you approaching a door. They're just like, you're in a building now. Why would you do this? It's, god damn it, it's so fucking weird. There's a lot of weird choices in this game. Well, no. I'll, I'll wait till we wrap it up for my thoughts on that. But it doesn't, it's, it's incredibly jarring. And it takes away more engagement than it would add, I feel like. Just because it's a video game. Like, if you're watching a movie, it's fine. If you're playing a movie, it's not. Well, but, like, they don't even show the transitions that you're talking about. Like, walk up to door, enter building. They don't bother to show those. Half the time, they're just like, you're here, now you're in a subway station. You're like, how did I get here? Yeah, fucking surprise, new location. Whee! No connection at all. They're like, you were in this building, now you're in a subway station. Fuck. So, you are there to beat up and steal the drugs... Of these gang members. What's the... They're like something... Uh, Soul 33. Yeah. And that was painfully obvious the moment you walked in when one of them grabbed this briefcase and tried to run away. And then you beat them all up. You teleport into the next room, beat them all up, teleport to the next room, beat them all up. Oh, there's the guy with the briefcase. Beat him up, take the briefcase. It's full of drugs. Neat. So at this point, um, all you get out of your main character, Edgelord, is that... uh, he goes up to an old man to buy street food that he doesn't pay for, walks away, and then just starts beating up Mexican dudes. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's deaf and he looks pissy about it. To steal their drugs. To steal their drugs, yeah. And, like, oh, this is supposed to be the main character. Great. It's, like, deaf Batman, except, like, without the fun and character. Yeah, uh, they, the main character is eminently unlikable because they don't give him any redeeming features. Anywho, so uh, this is when you meet your secret lover, Trey. So <laughs> you you go to, what is the name of the nightclub? Lala? No, that's the name of the woman. Yeah. Sorry, that's not what I'm going to be calling her. No, it's the Moonrise Club, right? Yeah, Moonrise. So you go to Club Moonrise and you meet up with Trey, your secret lover. And you've brought him the drugs to show him that you're a good and loyal puppy. Pretty fucking much. <laughs> and he's like, great job. This will help us, really help us in our gangster business and you're like yeah but can't we retire already he's like no 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 we just got i believe this is where you get blackmail which is literal blackmail yeah is in a, a letter in a black envelope yeah and uh so if if you want to know like my direct impressions i don't think you can see the stream vod anymore yeah not unless you saved it off I'm... yeah i die when it's fucking blackmail Because he picks it up, and I'm like, oh, blackmail. And you can see him mouth, blackmail. And I just fucking die. (laughs) Because they literally were just like, how do we make you know that it's blackmail? I don't know, just put it in a black envelope. That's how we're going to get this across. Cool. Good talk. I mean, fucking nailed it, though. They did. They nailed it. Put it on the box. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not done well, but... So, Trey tells you that you're being blackmailed. Well, he's being blackmailed. Uh, I assume because someone figured out that you're secret lovers. Because in in the gang world, you can't you can't be gay like that. So Trey has to keep up a fake relationship with Ladybird, who is your dead mom reincarnated. Mm. 
Yeah, so if you're listening to this uh, as Jason goes through his thing, at no point am I going to stop him. Um, because the game wants you to like make your own narrative if you can't piece out what they're telling you. So this is as good a plot description as any. Yeah, so... God, I don't even know how it transitions through this whole mess. Because there's so many scenes that just don't matter. Like, your character goes and stares, stands outside Lady Bird's window and like has vision flashbacks of when his mom got killed. So your mom got killed years ago when Trey and... Hmm, I don't know his name. He's the Latin gangster. He's the one character whose name I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, they're fighting over a gun because they're fighting over shoes. And they shoot your mom and... Accidentally. You know, they accidentally shoot your mom. Your mom dies. This causes dad cop to beat you. And uh, so your character resents... <laughs> resents your mom for dying because it led to him getting beaten to death so much that he went deaf. So you hate Lady Bird and her fake relationship with Trey. So when Hold Tra- on, wait, 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 wait. He was deaf before the dad cop didn't beat him to death. Nope. You don't get to make up this story. I get to make up this story. Okay. He's signing at his mom. Yeah, and? Okay. She wanted him to learn uh, sign language. Yeah, fucking okay, sure. Yeah. She had ties to the deaf community, thought it would be a good life skill. <laughs> she was half deaf herself. Yeah, because of dad cop. <laughs> that was stupid, and that's terrible. God damn it. So, whose fists inflict deafness? <laughs> so when Trey shows up outside Lady Bird's house, you confront him. Just tell him that you want, you want this whole thing to charade to end. You want to retire to Acapulco. The two of you can just run away. You've made enough money in the crime business. Let's just escape this place. And Trey says, no, no, no. We, we got to stay in the business. We got to get this all sorted out. And then we can, you know, retire away. So you take Lady Bird to the club for her to perform. I don't know why you do, but you get in the back of the limo to take her to the club to perform. She starts performing, and then she gets kidnapped by a dude with a lightning stick and a creepy mask. Yeah, it's like a bird skull. Yeah. I kind of Somewhere fucking... between like a bird skull and a plague doctor mask thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, I think the... like the mask looks fucking cool. Sure. It's my new persona face. Oh, I just figured you were a, you know teenage edgelord in your heart because that's what it looks like well that would explain all the piercings and all the black i always wear it looks like it wants to be super like intense and dark and it really does like they try too hard yeah yeah i would have much rather it been some like weird like kid's birthday bunny mask oh no that would have been so much better it would have been so much fucking creepy so much fucking creepier oh anyway she gets kidnapped by lightning stick uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when he kidnaps her, the gangsters also, the, sorry, Latin gangsters, I gotta fucking, whatever. They attack, you beat them up again. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know why, like, story beats, I guess, something? Well, this is only so you can start to run through the alleys after the van that uh, Lightning Stick took Ladybird from. Yeah. In, in. Uh, just to force uh, shitty beat-em-up sections at you. Like, because you just truck through beat-em-up section after beat-em-up section here, and then you catch up with him, he beats you, and, like, takes off. You start fighting some thugs. They beat you, because you get a baseball bat to the dome piece. Yep. And then Trey's henchmen show up and save you. And you're a 
constant dick to this guy. Yeah, you are. Just at every opportunity, he shows up and you're just like, well, you know, fuck you. Because, you know, you're secret lovers with the boss, so they know they can't cross you. So you're allowed to be as much of a dick as you want. Because <laughs> if they try to pull anything, he will put them in the ground. You know, you're you're protected. Yes. I'm just, I'm just over here trying to, like, piece in where your narrative is with the game and not be confused as all hell. Because of the many plot holes, like, in the actual story of this game. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh... What, you go, you beat your way through the compound to run into Latin Gangster. Oh, yeah. Right? He's got one of the masks. And he's like a fucking juggernaut. Because if you try to punch him, it doesn't do any damage. Yeah, this dude is huge. He, You come up to, like, his shoulders. Yeah. The man is the juggernaut. He's built like a brick shit house, just looking at you like, what, kid? Yeah. So, uh, Latin Juggernaut. Uh, he was the <laughs> one who was there when your mom died. And so you're trying to figure out if he killed your mom, because you need to know who killed your mom, because you need to thank them, because it's her fault you got beat to death. Well, yeah, if he wasn't deaf, he wouldn't have his uh, Batman superpowers. Yeah. So you fight him, and he's like, he says some cryptic nonsense, and then you kick him through a window, like a, I don't even know, 10th story window? Yeah, you're up pretty far, but like he goes- He lands on a balcony. Yeah. He doesn't drop very far. No. Uh, but then, like, the whole building explodes. Well, it catches on fire, you fight your way out, and then it explodes. Yep. Uh, that's where you run into Dad Cop again, now Dad Detective. Yeah. So Dad Detective is, like, <laughs> also searching for your mom's murderer because he has unresolved issues because he wasn't the one who got to kill her. So he needs to find what happened. He wants that sweet release. Yeah. So Dad Detectives is, like, helping you get out of there and making sure that the police don't find you, I guess. Yeah. There's a couple fights in a subway station. They probably already happened, and then happened. I don't... They're dumb. They're like transition sections, yes. which are awful. Yes, they are. Okay, in-game, Dad Detective picks Edgelord up, and you drive back over to the... Is it the club that you go to? Or uh, your Lover Tay's house? It's, I'm trying to remember how you get Ladybird back before the whole final sequence. Well, she is in the building with Emilio Estevez. Is she? Yes. Okay. Because when it's on fire, you have to carry her out. Oh, yeah. And so you just kick a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Because you can't use your fists because she's in your arms. Right. So you have her back. Which, and this is important for the character models, she is bigger than he is. Mm -hmm. She is also your mom. She is your mom reincarnated. Like, it's the same face. Yeah, I mean, it is the same actress. Yeah. Um, which is a weird choice. So you take her back. To the club, I believe. Whatever. Inevitably, Trey reveals that he actually has feelings for her and not, like, necessarily for you. And that you're not going to be retiring to Acapulco. And your character loses it and is sorely betrayed. So you have to fight your way through Trey's goons now. You do. You fight your way through uh, his henchman who you've been a dick to the whole time. He's another boss fight. It's dumb. Yeah, it's not a... I can't say it's not a good boss fight. There is no good boss fights in here. Uh, so you get up to, like, Trey's, like, penthouse above the club. And then you find out that Trey was the one that shot your mom. You're like, that's an issue. Because that means Trey killing your mom is what got you beaten to death. <laughs> so something, something. He shoots Dad Detective because he's there. And then takes off towards the roof. 
you go up there, beat up more of his dudes, and then he's you and him start quarreling because you're like, how could you love her? Because she's tied to it like water, fucking whatever you call it, water tower. tower. Yeah. And Trey's like, you don't understand, man. I've been spending all this time pretending to have a relationship with her that I've just fallen into a relationship with her. We can't leave. Love her. And you're like, no. So you beat him up. Well, you try to, and then he kills you because he defends himself from you. Then. <laughs> Hold on. Never mind. Keep going. Then you turn. Circle into back the, around. <laughs> you turn into the actual uh, quiet man. You get the bird mask. You get magic powers. Uh, and you be, you kill Trey. In a fit of jealous edgelord rage, you kill your lover. <laughs> and this causes you to start, like, crying to the heavens on the rooftop. Uh, at which point, Dad Tective comes back up. He also puts on the mask and is like... Uh, he secretly has these powers or knows about these powers as well, and that's why he beat you so hard, was to unlock your hidden potential. So then you and him fight. Hmm. That's a bold strategy. <laughs> yeah. So you and him fight, and you show him the true power of the quiet man, and you win, and then uh, something, you let go, you, like, unchain Ladybird, and, like, it's basically the end of it. Yeah. If you don't believe what I've just said... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, what Jason just rambled off, damn near nonsensically about, <laughs> follows the basic story beats of what happened. Is, and I, I'm not even sad, like, that's, you pretty much fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it's 100%. A plus, that's what happened. Book it, Dano. It is not a complicated story. It's really straightforward. The actual plot is so boring. They managed to draw it out to, like, two and a half hours due to these terrible beat-em-up sections. And you just wonder, like, it's not enough story for there to even, like, be a movie. It's barely a short. Okay, let's talk about the gameplay. And there's not enough gameplay to be a goddamn video game. No, fuck no, there's not. But, like, uh, we keep saying it is not, it's a bad beat-em-up. And it, it is not a good one because there's no, uh, it gives you a forced camera... Uh, in any location that you're fighting, which yep. if it's longer, it'll move, but like you have no camera control. Like it'll slide along with you. I mean, your main character, uh, Edge Lord, the 3D model, like, is a. You can tell that's who it's supposed to be, but it doesn't really look like him. Oh, no. The, the 3D models all look like their real world who they're supposed to be, but none of them are, like, accurate. Well, like, uh,. Dad Detective and uh, Tay, or Trey, I believe you were calling him. Trey's look pretty good, especially compared to Edgelord and Ladybird. And Ladybird, I don't know what the fuck they were going for I with that one. I thought she was a different woman. Yeah, no, I, I get that, because it looks like a walking scarecrow for the 3D <laughs> model. <laughs> and, like, the actress that plays her is, like, I, I don't know, like, did they, did she offend somebody when they were doing the modeling? <laughs> I do not know. Also, your main character, Edgelord, is maybe, maybe 80 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, but he can punch people so hard they go flying six feet in the air. Seriously, six feet in the air. That's not a joke. They are above you after you've punched them, which they will land and then they'll just get back up, which is amazing considering you just punched them hard enough to shatter like every bone in their body. To get someone to move up with that, like, just, you would liquefy them. Like a fucking spider on the goddamn inside. Like, they would be a puddle when they hit the ground. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures, like, videos of people on airbags that launch them into the air. Yeah. 
It's kind of like that, except almost higher, but also at the point impact of a fist, not like airbag sized, which they usually put like a plank on. Yeah. The, that amount of force over that small of an area, you would just shatter all of the bones that you came in contact. Like, their rib cage would just crumple. Or just drive your fist right through someone. Ugh. Which I gotta say, um, if I knew there was uh, somebody working for another gang who was like this little skinny 80-pound shit who was strong enough to just drive his fist through people, I would leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Well, it it's one of those things where... They're clearly not going for realism because your character can throw people through the air like they're nothing. And then uh, after getting shot in the head turns into like the specter of death, which takes like all the stakes out of everything. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You can't. It, well, so there's nothing to do. Right. I, I thought in one of the various walk from point A to point B sections, there would be stuff to interact with. If I'm going to play Batman, let me be a goddamn detective. Right. At two points. And one of them is a cutscene, so it hardly counts. Uh, you have to walk over and pick something up before you can walk through a door. It's a weird little voodoo doll. Sure. It has nothing to do with the story. There is no reason for it to be there. Oh, yeah. That yeah. section. That happened. Yeah. And like, you got to wonder why, from like a stylistic... Or if a narrative standpoint, why even include this? It, it adds nothing. It's just taking up time. Yeah. And, and there's no, like... That's what I wanted out of it, was like more... Interacting with the environment, which there's zero of. The one thing I will give them is that in the beat-em-up sections throughout the game, and this only matters at the very end once you get your uh, god powers, your fighting style changes. Uh, it changes once you first put the mask on, and then you're like, Edgelord Rage! Mm-hmm. And then again when you go full Grim Specter of Death. And then again when you fight Dad Cop. Yes. Which, when you're full-on Avatar of Death... You're even more, like, vicious. Like, you hit people probably about eight feet into the air, then you jump above them and drop kick them back into the ground. You know, and it's that kind of cartoon violence that was fun. And I'm glad they didn't, like, keep doing it because it got old in that section real fucking quick for, like, the waves of dudes that just keep coming. Yeah, it was interesting because they, they just made you fight through, like, 30 dudes, except you were so strong at that point, they stood no chance. After, like, five, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I'm I'm the avatar of death now. Sorry, I'm the quiet man, I guess. Is that my superhero, my super villain name? Sorry. Yeah, you're not a fucking hero. No, because you just go around wantonly murdering people. Beating up minorities and stealing drugs? Yeah. Like a hero. Like a hero. You <laughs> open the game by putting down, like, 30 people. Oh, they're gang members. Yeah, and you just walked into their hideout and killed them. No. The only person that you kill, and this is in-game canon, is Trey. Nope. Because there's an epilogue, if you play through the game a second time. Nope. Right. Where um, Dad Cop comes to pick up Edgelord when he is released from prison for the murder of Trey. How much time has passed? Like a week, maybe. Your character's a murderer. Yeah, no, he's an unlikable piece of shit. You set a building on fire. A building full of people. Well, you didn't set the building on fire. Look, it's still manslaughter, all right? You're the reason that it happened, but you didn't intentionally set the building on fire. It just sort of happened. Great! Like, the dude you kicked through a window, who is totally dead, because you kicked him through a window, or punched him through a window, whatever. That was the one shot that I liked, but it is ripped directly from the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then the building immolates around him. Like, you killed that dude. He's probably fucked, yeah. I mean, also, like, he's laying there bleeding. You don't know how much glass he's impaled on now. A lot! Probably. Yeah, I mean, at best, you can hope that the uh, flames burn the corpse enough they can't figure out an actual cause of death and hope that nobody saw you leave. Yeah, well, the only one that saw you leave was Dad Cop, so what's the worst that gonna happen? He's gonna beat you some more? With his lightning stick? Your character is just eminently unlikable and is a murderer and should be in jail. Or, uh, if... If anyone who saw the stream, uh, as I said, should be uh, six feet under when Trey shoots you in the head. And I'm like, good. He finally put that monster down. So maybe. What actually happened is uh, you're doing your whiny edgelord thing up until you get that baseball bat to the back of the dome. And then the rest of it is him in a coma just like picturing all this. Which would explain the, um, you know, Avatar of Death bullshit. Yeah. And while suddenly you're, uh, no, it doesn't. God damn it. No, nothing probably. So it's it's not realism, right? It's some magical realism where your character has a ton of superpowers. It doesn't bother to like explain any of that or like put it in context with context with anything. It just is and it's dumb and contrived. So if you take out the gameplay, all you have is a shitty movie with a shitty story they're trying to tell. Yeah. And to make it better, they wipe out all the sound. Mm-hmm. Great. And I don't, I don't have an issue with there being no dialogue. There's plenty of things. Um, and I've read a couple. Wrote a couple. Written. Examples of that. Written. Uh, like the Red Turtle. There's but no dialogue. The Quiet Place. The Triplets of Belleville. You can tell a story and not have dialogue. Or very little, right? And there's more examples. And like uh, Pixar. Pixar Shorts. Mm-hmm. Like there's oftentimes no dialogue, right? And they'll tell a story. And like video games, there's plenty of games where there's no dialogue. Uh, Journey comes to mind. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. I know they do the talky thing, right? I mean, there's some dialogue in there, kind of. All right, but like uh, older games, fucking Sonic, uh, Tetris. I mean, you can go back like Pac-Man and shit, whatever. Whatever, That's you understand what I'm saying. So it's not dialogue, it's the lack of sound that really disengages you as a player. Or, uh, in this case, uh, as watching a movie. It's weird. It's a weird choice. The main character's deaf when... It, it, it drives me crazy when, like, he understands what's happening, but you don't. They don't give you anything. God damn it. Also, the main character, uh, like the actor, isn't deaf, so when he signs, he talks. Yeah, because he wasn't deaf up until Dad Cop beat him. Sure. So but he knows how to talk. I'm. That's not how that. Whatever. What? I'm not doing it. <laughs> he grew up speaking, so he knows what hearing and speaking is like. And then Dad got beat him so much that he's deaf now, so he talks in addition to signing. Yeah, which is just weird. Why wouldn't you just have the actor act instead of just like signing his lines as he said them? Why would you make this game? Well, they had to tell a bad story. Did they, though? Clearly. Because they have just not. Whatever. It was like two and a half hours. I'm fucking done with it. Yeah, no, it's short. It, it's real short. Uh, the movie plays out like a... How did you compare it? Like a student film? Yeah. It, someone had an idea, and they started writing, and then realized they didn't have a fully fleshed out concept, but they were just like, fucking do it anyway. So, ton of fun. And, like, I'm, I'm done talking about this game. Yeah. Ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Would you recommend this game for anyone? And uh, I, it's easy for me. That's a, that's a hard note for me, dog. It's, 
it's it's short, but it's a terrible experience. Like it's two and a half hours, and like it was bad the whole way through. I didn't enjoy playing it. I didn't enjoy their hackneyed terrible like thing. They wanted me to play through it a second time, which would give me the sound. Which by the way, they only added post patch, post release, because of the negative feedback. Yep. They only they added the second playthrough with sound to give you better context of like you can't tell a story and expect me to like put your story together for you because you told a bad story. I I have no patience for this game. It it, it wanted to do things I guess, but it did them so poorly that it just falls flat on its face. It's not worth your time. Look up like there are, there are playthroughs you can watch. Look one up if you're really that interested. Just watch a playthrough. It will cover everything you need to know about this game. Yeah. Well, so, like, my issue with the sound is that your movie can look shitty. Like, uh, say, The Blair Witch Project, right? Uh, I think I was watching a, um... It was some YouTube series on, um... Filmmaking. Uh, what am I thinking of? Like, Cinefix or, uh, the uh, editor guy. Um, Every Frame of Painting? That's the one. Yeah. Where they're talking about sound, and, like, they use Blair Witch the Blair Witch Project as an example, like, this movie looks bad because it's supposed to be shot on, like, you know, a shitty VHS camcorder, but the sound is on point because it has to sound good or people aren't going to sit there. Yeah, uh, one of my uh, YouTubers that that I really like, of the Red Letter Media Group, hmm. they do movie reviews and stuff. They actually did a one of their best of the worst episodes where they watch bad movies, and they did it on VHS. So, like, it was a bunch of VHS movies and then they recorded it on vhs but they still recorded their audio the same way they normally do like it can look like dirt and people will probably watch it as long as it sounds good and like right yeah so my recommendation for this is um if you want to blow 15 bucks and you like student films i guess because i don't know why else you would like put yourself through this it's not a good beat-em-up it's not a good movie you're left with a waste of fifteen dollars, and yeah, it's send just long us enough. Fifteen dollars, <laughs> yeah, and it's just long enough you can't get a fucking refund when you finish it. Oh yeah, I know, right? You finish it up, you look at your Steam time played. Ooh, yeah, god damn, <laughs> them bastards. And we even talk about the shitty menu, which doesn't have words; it's just symbols. Yeah, god damn it, because deaf people can't read words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. motherfucking piece of shit. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, we're done with that. We are through with The Quiet Man. So now we're on to uh, letters from listeners like you. Like you. Listeners? Listeners. So mm, we got this one. What trend in the games industry do you want to see die and why? And you can't say microtransactions because that's too easy. I don't honestly hate microtransactions depending on how they're implemented. I dislike microtransactions. But... Uh, we're not allowed to talk about microtransactions because the listener told us not to. Fuck. Okay. So, uh, I'm. Uh, this is easy. This is super easy. I mean, you uh, will have already heard us talk about this at great length. Games as a service. Man, I thought for sure you were going to go quick time events. Yeah. Uh, games as a service because, hey, let's release this game that has some content, I guess, and like major issues. And we'll probably fix it later. Just pay us, please, more money. It's garbage. It's a garbage way to try to get people to pay for your games multiple times because you just release an unfinished product. Uh, some people have been successful at conning people into, but they fixed it eventually. It's like fucking uh, The Division. 
And they're like, but like when it was finished a year later, it was a good game. I'm like, I don't care. Or Destiny. Destiny, yeah. I mean, like these games that they release, unfinished, unpolished, they have glaring issues, not enough content. And they're like, yeah, but we'll fix it later. And then you get Fallout 76, the all-time Trump of that tower, just like, <laughs> we vomited into a game disc and it actually printed, so here you go. Here's this utter crap. We'll fix it later, probably. No. No. I'm tired of, like, this, and, oh my god. Uh, other games even do it outside of this MMO looter shooter bizarreness that we have going on with, you know, uh... Fortnite has their seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does Hearthstone, last I checked. And Apex? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, we've got this evolving content. Mine is uh, in a similar vein as yours. What really drives me up the fucking wall is on-disc DLC. When everything's done, it is good to go for all intents and purposes, but the developers and their infinite wisdom, wisdom are like, you know, if... Uh, in a couple weeks, if you want to give us 20, 30 more bucks, you know, for the season pass, or, you know, you can give us 10 now and we'll unlock this for you. It's, it, don't worry about it. It is already on your system and good to go. Thumbs up, guys. Oh, so, like, you had more for your game that I gave you full fucking price for, but I can't unlock it because you greedy fucks want more money. And I know there's a lot of work that goes into it. Charge more front then. I don't fucking care. And I don't have any, like, glaring uh, ones that come to mind off the bat. Just fucking on-disc DLC. Just as a goddamn concept makes me angry. Sure. Sure. I know not everybody can be like Team Cherry, where, like, uh, they make DLC and, like, here you go. Have at it. And that's fine. In fact, for them, if they wanted to charge, that would have been great. Please. Take some money. I don't think they need to hear us talk about Team Cherry anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm going to bring it up in every episode up until uh, Silk Song releases. I want it so bad. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Gearbox, like fucking Borderlands 2. I don't know what all I own it on, but I own the goddamn DLC on everything that I own that motherfucker on. I'm just happy to give him money to play it. Wee! Trying to think if there's anything else, like, glaring. I'm annoyed with the games industry about right now. Yeah, like the industry? Oh, boy. I'm going about the industry. What trend in the games industry? reviews. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I, I know we've talked about it before, but the way that companies have to do reviews. Mm-hmm. Got to get it out. Got to get it out. Like, you know, all them just reviews that are hitting the day, be- you know, how early before release or certain companies are now not sending out uh, early games because they don't want bad reviews to potentially tank their sales, but they still feed into these like, hype storms of how this game's gonna be the greatest thing since sliced pie and like no one's ever willing to step down on i have the greatest game that will revolutionize the industry and you're like i don't know if it'll be that good and they're like trust me it will be and then it comes out and you're like this is really bad and they're like yeah well we're glad we didn't sell it out review copies <laughs> <laughs> the way uh games are made as a whole with like um uh recently the crunch talk has come back up again with, yeah. you know, the ass end of a project. And it's like, oh, hey, uh, it's 80 hour weeks now. Um, we'll squeeze 100 out of you fuckers if we can. Never stop working. You don't need to see your family and all yeah. that shit. Like, that's ridiculous that as any industry anywhere would allow that to happen, let alone for it to become so widespread. And they should totally just unionize. 
Yeah, and then the game comes out and uh, Blizzard lets off, what, 800 staff members? Ooh, yeah. And then um, right after their call saying about what a great year they had, mm-hmm. only to have a follow-up call with investors saying, we're probably going to lose some money this year because we let off 800 people. Wah, wah. All right. I'm, I'm done talking for now. Yeah, all right. Plugs, plugs, plug and then we have plugs. Oh, any... Thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, hate mail, whatever. Send it to thebadgamecast at gmail.com. We'll read them on air, unless you don't want me to. Then, you know, you should put that in the email. Don't read this on air. Because if you don't, I'll probably read it on air. Hmm. Uh, You can also tweet at thebadgamecast. That's me on Twitter, because I don't really social media of my own. So I run our Twitter account. I also run our Facebook page. Don't go there. Seriously, don't. I'm tired of updating it. I forget we have a Facebook page. Yep, so we have a Facebook page. It's the shadowy world where we don't talk about. Uh, what other things do we plug? Reddit? We oh, still yeah. do that? Oh, yeah. Jake still Reddits. We're on the Reddits. R slash the bad gamecast. You slash the bad gamecast for the actual account that like posts stuff and comments and gets banned from forums. On Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the bad gamecast. We're on Twitch Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Mondays and Wednesdays are me. Uh, on Mondays, I try to do bad game previews and or uh, just random stuff. I think I'll probably have been playing Hollow Knight recently just because I don't have anything to play. Oh, sure. That's bad game related. And I want to play through Hollow Knight again, like all the way through before Silk Song. Because always more Hollow Knight always. Yeah. Fucking A. Uh, Tuesdays, I'm either doing Magic, uh, Arena, or a bad game preview of my own. And then um, Wednesdays and Thursdays, we do our race. Yep. At this point, we'll probably have just finished Borderlands 2. If not, we should be real fucking close. No, we should be done with this one. You think so? Yeah. Uh, So, don't know where we're going after that. If you have a suggestion that you want to see some people who basically aren't actual speedrunners attempt their best to speedrun a game through... Uh, yeah, drop us a line. You know where. Everywhere. We Everywhere. Just, you literally just heard us plug all the places that you can do that. Yeah, if there's a place where you can have a username, the Bad Gamecast, we're there. It's probably us. Probably. Oh, also, you can find me personally on Twitter, at Jake Prey. Hmm, I think that's everything. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right, well, for the Bad Gamecast, I've been Jake. I've been Jason. See you next time. Goodbye.